March 30th, 2023. I'm Mike Cachopoli. All right. Okay. Let me get right down to business. Something happened. What happened today? Does anyone want to call up and tell me what happened today? Oh, well, I wake up <clears throat> and I'm, I'm happy because it's the first day of baseball. All right. I'm a big Yankee fan, like the Giants too, since I'm stuck here in San Francisco. Might as well root for something. And uh, I'm all excited. And what's the news? No, it's not about opening day in baseball. It's not about the first of 162. It's that Trump is indicted. I, I was surprised because just yesterday there were reports that the grand jury was breaking for a month. They were going on vacation for a month. And then the day after... He's uh, indicted. So who the hell knows what's going on? No one knows what's going on. Can you get good journalism these days to get accurate reporting? I don't think so. But anyway, that was the news. Um, let's let's be heard. Yeah, very good, Daniel. Let's be herded. I like that. I like, let's be herded. Um, <laughs> uh, actually, we've talked about this before. We kind of knew it was coming. We thought it was imminent. Then for two weeks, it was like, well, maybe not. And now it happened. So, okay, here we are. Let's go back to what we talked about two weeks ago when Trump said he was about to get indicted. It's obviously a political witch hunt. It's, it's, it's totally ridiculous. The fact that not one Democrat, other than, I've heard uh, Andrew Cuomo, Andrew Cuomo said it's a political witch hunt. And, and Rod Blagojevich said it's a political witch hunt. But I don't know many Democrats, current or former, who have admitted this is a political witch hunt. And this is incredibly bad for democracy because what will happen now is the other side will say, okay, now we're going to indict someone on your side. Maybe we'll indict Biden now or we'll indict, we'll indict Hunter now and then Biden, the father, once he's out of office because that whole thing where you can't indict a sitting president, which is, of course, bullshit. But um, once again, there are no rules anymore. So this is the game we're playing now. This is a, But this is a banana republic when you simply go after your political opponents and try to jail them. This is what happens in a third world country. And so that's basically what this is about. And that one Democrat can say this is bad for democracy. This is bad for America. This is bad for freedom. Shows you, shows you, shows not one Democrat who's currently in office can say that shows you what a shit show that party is. It's a total shit show. Now, once again, I'm not here to defend Donald Trump, but I am here to say that this particular prosecution is garbage. There's nothing to it. Most of the legal experts I I speak to, regardless of political party, say there's there's no evidence. There's no there there. It's a total mockery. And obviously, just Alvin Bragg, who is on the outs with Democrats and progressives, because New York City has turned into a crime-ridden shithole under his watch, he felt he had to do something to get them back on his side, right? Remember, he, he was going to lose in the next election. Now he'll probably win simply because he indicted Trump. It doesn't matter. They let murderers and rapists and arsonists and burglars and carjackers go free to do it again and kill people you know and love. Trump derangement syndrome will carry him through. And he knew that. Karthik, I'll get to you in a minute. Have some patience, Karthik. Yesterday you were on and you left. And I wanted to talk to you. All right. I'll get to Karthik and any other people who want to call in. But let me just get this off my chest. We're in a situation now where you have a, a pre you have to wonder the the methods to the madness of the Democrats here. OK, do they want to indict Trump 
to then prosecute him and convict him. Remember, he was indicted by a Democrat prosecutor, a Democrat, obviously, obviously grand jury in New York. And if he's convicted, it will be by a Democrat jury in Manhattan. So is the is the object to get him convicted so he can't run for president at all? Or is the object of it just to have this indictment hanging over his head, knowing that will spark the the Trump derangement syndrome on the right side and get him through the primary? And they know he's a dead duck in the general election because independents generally don't go for this kind of drama. And independents usually don't go for uh, candidates that are under indictment. Okay, and Trump was uh, doing poorly, like he was getting like one out of every three independents before this. So is that is that is that that's a Machiavellian thing the Democrats want to do, which is like just have this hanging over his head, knowing this will get the Trump supporters to carry him through even more now to the primary for vengeance. And then they'll just destroy him with independence in the general election. Well, I guess we'll see because everyone's um, what do you call it? Everyone's uh, uh, allowed to have a speedy trial. So will the trial be speedy? Is the trial going to be now? Is the trial going to be before the election or not? Now, if the Democrats, if, if Bragg drags this out and just leaves this indictment hanging over his head, I think we know that what I'm saying is true. They simply want him to win the primary. So he is vulnerable. They know he's the weakest candidate in a general election and he'll lose the general election and they'll be done with him that way. Okay. Uh, or we'll see if there's a speedy trial, right? Maybe that's not the agenda because if he's convicted, I don't think he can run. Or if he's uh, acquitted, then the Democrats are really fucked. So I don't know. I, I, I'm looking at the politics here because we know it's all political, right? We know it's all political. So I'm wondering, maybe you can tell me what you think the objective here of the Democrats. What is the objective here politically? Because I, I, I think it can go a couple of different ways. I really do. Because obviously you look at the Internet, you look, watch polls now. He's going to shoot up in the primary, but he's going to drop in general election matchups to Biden. OK, he was already losing by a point or two to Biden before this doing very poorly with independence. I'm sure he'll take a hit now with independence and he'll probably drop even further head to head. But Trump derangement syndrome of the right wing kind is so strong that his supporters don't care about that. They don't they don't want to they don't want to comprehend that he's a bad general election candidate. They don't care. They don't care. They don't care that he will lose in November of next year. They just want to propel him to the general election. Once again, they don't care about reality. They don't care about the outcome. They don't care about other people. They just care about their mental illness called Trump derangement syndrome. And basically um, this weird vengeance they feel where they have to vote for him in a primary. So it doesn't matter. You cannot be a sane person and believe that Donald Trump is now a better candidate, if he ever was, but especially now than Ron DeSantis in a matchup against a Joe Biden or a Gavin Newsom. You can't. You have to have Trump derangement syndrome, which means you have a mental illness, which means I can't talk to you. So I have zero faith that these people will see the light, just like the people on the left 
with TDS can't see the light and can't see this for what it is, which is a political takedown, a political assassination. So I have no faith that the people on the right with TDS will be able to see that he's general election poison. I have no faith whatsoever. Maybe you could tell me what you think, but politically, this helps Trump in the primary and hurts him in a general election. Once again, that's just fact. It's not even enough a debate. It's not enough a debate. But I'm not going to debate people with TDS because as you have seen over the last few years, there's no winning with them. There's no winning. They hate Trump. And so the people on the left feel this is a proper prosecution. And the people on the right who love him so much don't care that he can't win the general election. They don't care. They don't care. So we're in a very sad, sick, depressing place here, which is that we almost have to hope, I am, that he's convicted. How sad is that? Listen to me for a second. I'll get to you in a second, Carla. But I want, listen, listen, listen to me. Listen to me. Follow me on this. We have to, even though I believe this is a bullshit prosecution, if Donald Trump is not convicted, okay, if this indictment is just hanging over his head, he will win the primary and then lose the election and will be stuck with President Joe Biden at 86 years old or, holy shit, holy shit, the hair gel king of California will become the hair gel king of the United States of America. God forbid. God forbid. I'm not even religious and I'm saying God forbid. So we have to almost hope, even though I know this is bullshit, it's terrible. The guy doesn't deserve to be indicted, let alone convicted. But it's almost like we have to hope he's convicted before the primary process plays out so Ron DeSantis can win. It's a very Karthik position. What's going on here? What, what do you think? Hey, Mike, hey, what's, up? Uh, I, what's up? I'm sure so what we, do you think about all this? Uh, I'm sure we agree on some stuff and we disagree on others. But well, I definitely agree with you that uh, Ron DeSantis has a better chance of winning um, the uh, general election, of course, because um, he's a yeah, much... But how, how do, but how do we get Trump supporters or Republicans to understand that? Well, I, I'm, I'm not a Republican, so that's not Well, my, I don't care. Uh, so, wait a minute, wait a minute. Carthic, wait a minute. Let's play a game. I'm hiring you, okay? okay? I'm just hiring you for this election. Forget about political party. I'm hiring you to get the word out that Donald Trump that, that Ron DeSantis is a better general election candidate to than Donald Trump to Republicans. How do you do it? Do you have any ideas? Uh, okay, the answer is very very complicated, and that's and I'll tell you why. It's because politics. It's very. It's not okay. So politics in America, at least, and I'm sure it's similar in other countries too. It's very much culture war. It's not really based on any substance. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's not based on class struggle. It's just about culture wars. It's all about bathrooms. Mm-hmm, or, mm-hmm. or pronouns, or this, or that, or drag queens, or whatever. It, it's all, it's all things that don't don't actually matter. It's all just based on very substanceless stuff, and because of that, it just it, it turns into team sports. Like you know, it's all, all pretty much like, like every issue is team blue versus team red. You know, just like with with COVID, right. uh, if, if you thought it was a wet market cause, you know, cause a wet market, that means you're a Democrat. But if you thought it was a lab leak, that means you're a Republican. You know? <laughs> right. And that, yeah. that, it doesn't really make any sense, but it's just everything just becomes a culture war thing, you know, and it's and and and, and that helps the establishment because the culture wars are very dividing, you know. Yes. Um, and, and they're all, like, for example, like uh, 
like all the issues don't actually matter if you really think about it. You know, they it doesn't affect things like healthcare or housing or jobs, right. any of the shit that actually matters. Mm-hmm. And and politicians, you know, they don't uh, get 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 give a shit about poverty or anything. So, um, look, I do I think that DeSantis can win? I mean, it's possible. You know, there's the, uh, I mean, I mean the primary specifically. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I, I think it's possible. I don't think it's impossible, and I'm sure. And Trump is definitely less popular with the base than he was two, three, four years ago. You know, um, but so, uh, what I'm afraid of is this indictment, because a lot of people on the right, Republicans, are seeing it. That's what it is. It, they're right. It's a political hit job, but they're going to really come out now and vote for Donald Trump, just for just for you know ven- reasons of vengeance, you know. Yeah, so, that, yeah, that, that, that's this, problematic. That's problematic. Yeah, in some ways, this is kind of like Russiagate because, because you know how Russiagate was also a witch hunt, but right. that kind of like made him more favorable to the base and to the GOP base, and so that could certainly, uh, so, so this indictment could certainly, you know, do something similar. But I don't actually. I think there's a zero percent chance that he's going to jail. So for me personally, this indictment isn't that interesting because it's just it's just a dog and pony show, you know. Well, but no, I'm no, no. Sure. But you think there's a zero chance he gets convicted? He ain't going to jail. Man. No, no. Forget about <laughs> no, no. Forget about like jail cell or fine prison. Like, would that be better? A He's judge would to have prison. to. A judge would have to put him in a jail cell. A judge can say time served or. You're I, getting, yeah, he, he's not going to because, prison. Just right. Just, but what I'm saying is, a conviction by a New York liberal jury, which is very possible, would then would then eliminate him from being able to run for uh, president because he'd have a felony conviction. He doesn't have to go to jail. He just is needs that true? Are you sure? Okay. Well, I I, I, I know in the past uh, uh, Eugene Debs ran for pre- uh, ran for president from prison, but that was a long time ago. So it's possible that 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 the rules are different now. I mean, the laws are different. Um, but no, I don't think he's going to be convicted either. You know, because 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 the ruling class, you know, the people at the top, they have a million tricks to not face any consequences. You know. Why, you know, if there are people face consequences, then people like Pelosi and uh, Mitch McConnell and George Bush, you know, uh, Obama, you know, they would have been convicted a long, long time ago. Um, well, yeah, someone actually brought up the point on Twitter that you're talking about. Look at Hillary, right? Yeah, yeah, Hillary, yeah. All, all those fucks. Yeah. And nothing happened to them. Yet here's Trump getting yeah. indicted. Right. No yeah, one like said. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. like I said, because, OK, if, if Trump were to go to or even as you said, just get convicted, it sets a very, very bad precedent that the other politicians um, could go to jail. So right now, this is all really just a distraction. And sure, to an extent, it, it is to weaken him, you know, so he can't run. And Joe Biden, it it, so it it strengthens Joe Biden's chances. But in terms of either getting convicted or even going to prison, I don't think so. Um, but in terms of uh, trying to find a way for DeSantis... Um, to win, um, well, okay, I think DeSantis is very good at playing the culture wars, you know, like he, he's very good at uh, getting his base amped up, you know, yeah. um, and I guess he could talk about COVID a lot, you know, because he was very anti-lock and anti-mandate, you know, and that's obviously very popular. You know, I, I, as you know, Mike, uh, even though I'm very left-wing, I'm also very anti-mandate, uh, anti-lockdown. So I would just suggest keep talking about how you did a good job on COVID, I guess. I don't know, it's tough. Because obviously, like you said, there, there is a cult of Trump and stuff, you know? Well, now now there's a, a little disagreement here on it's, – it's such a 
obviously this has never happened before, right? So this has never happened to a, a sitting president or a former president or someone a former president running for president again. But Richard Hansen, an election law professor at UCA Law School, chimed in and said there really is no constitutional bar on a felon running for office. And given that the U.S. Constitution sets presidential qualifications, it's not clear that states could add to them like by barring felons, not, not allowing them to go on the ticket in, the, in those states. Under the Constitution, it's just very few uh, qualifications, right? You have to be a natural-born citizen. You have to be at least 35 years old. And you, you have, have to have resident. lived in America for yeah, like for 10 years, years or something. Right, 14 years. Yeah, 14, so yeah. there's no real, actually, believe it or not, even though this is the this is the ridiculous thing, a felon can't vote. <laughs> if you're a convicted felon, you can't yeah. vote, but you can run. <laughs> yeah, that's what you I just run. said. Uh, yeah, you Eugene Debs for, ran for president hundred years. Right, ago. so you could so you can run for president if you're a convicted felon, but you can't vote at all <laughs> if you're a convicted. Yeah, so mean, Trump, it. wait a minute. He so he couldn't vote for himself. <laughs> he could run. But I guess he couldn't. This is ridiculous. You know, yeah, so. I mean, who knows? Maybe he'll go to the Supreme Court and there'll be some new precedent or whatever. Well, that's who... what I mean. That's what I mean. Because one can only one can only assume that the Democrats understand that this will only help him in the primary. So then let's put it this way. If this is the truth, if this is the truth now that we're learning that and if it's the truth that a convicted felon can't run for president. You'd have to assume the Democrats are doing this because they know this will help him through the primary and make him poison come the general election. This this has to be the reason for this. It has to be the reason. And and you know what? They're going to get their way because they're right. This will help him in the primary. But with independence come the general election, forget it. There's no yeah, chance. But, yeah, like I said earlier, yeah, it'll probably help Biden in the general. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's no chance – He's after this, he's not going to get the independent vote needed to win in like swing states, man, like like the Georgia and and uh, Florida and uh, Arizona and Michigan and Pennsylvania. He's not going to get the independence in those states, in those swing states needed to win when he's under indictment or even worse, convicted. So it's 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 a tough situation here because you, this in a way, this could hand the election to Joe Biden or Gavin Newsom. Yeah, I I, I don't think Gavin Newsom's going to run. Or no, he might run, but if, even if he does, I, I just don't think he won the primary. I, I think that guy is too fake to win the primary. I don't know. I mean, he's a lot younger than Biden, a lot better looking than Biden, talks better than Biden. I don't know. No, that guy I, has I, too I, much hair gel in his hair. Well, of course. he's the, Come on, he's the hair gel king of California. Let's see. He's famous for this, Carthy. Come on, you know. But you know, I, no, I, I think, I think Gavin Newsom could do real. I think Gavin Newsom. Once again, I think Donald Trump is general election poison, but I think Gavin Newsom would be general election poison against Ron DeSantis or against maybe anybody but Trump. But I, I, I do you see? I, I don't see any reality. I don't see any path. That's what I like to say, right? Path to victory. I don't see any for, path for, to victory now it, for it, Donald will, Trump. I, I think it'll be similar to 2020 where it's like super close, you know? But um, yeah, it'll, so it'll be like a coin flip maybe. It, it, because obviously Biden's also very uh, unpopular too. He has like, yeah. what, like 37 or whatever, approval rating yeah. 38, 36, very low. 
Yeah, Ron DeSantis is really going to have to make the point, <laughs> as tough it is uh, with Trump derangement syndrome, that it's why take the chance of nominating someone with so much baggage yeah. who, had, who does so poorly polling with independents when you have someone fresh like Ron DeSantis who doesn't have all this baggage, who is half the age of Donald Trump. Now, once again, to people like me who aren't mentally ill with Trump derangement syndrome, that makes perfect sense. But to these people, man, we've seen them, Karthik. You can't talk to them on either side. You can't talk reason to anyone. Yeah, there's, like I said, because of the culture wars, like everything is a cult mindset. You know, it's it's, it's kind of like uh, e- 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 either you're with me or, or you're with the enemies, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, so it's a, this is very, this is, I think, but I think this is a sad day, regardless of where you fall on this. Uh, don't a, be sad, Mike. Don't worry. This isn't actually going to lead to anything. He, like, like he, he he ain't getting arrested or, you know, he ain't doing no perp walk. No, but just the fact that you have a former president and a current presidential candidate being indicted on such ridiculous charges for political reasons is, is it, it, it Karthik, it's, it's third world country shit, man. It's banana republic shit. It's what we used to look at. I, I would say we're already yeah. a third world country. No, I know. We I don't know, have a functioning democracy. Obviously. I know how you feel. Homelessness. How you feel. We have, you know, uh, it's just, um, oh, we have a lot of problems. But yeah, I, I, I guess in some ways this is actually good because this is just making our state as a third world country more obvious, you know? I'm sure there's some people that still uh, buy into all the, 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 the pomp and circumstance of our democracy when we don't really have a democracy. Right. So no, I know, I know it's good because it makes things more obvious. This is kind of like um, pulling back the curtain, right? And just really, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, yeah, no, but it is, it is, it's incredibly sad. It's incredibly sad. I know. Once again, it's, Trump is not a sympathetic figure for a lot of people, but it's still something that shouldn't have happened, you know. And and and, it's, and this is not the end of it. Remember, there are other things like January 6th and all that they're going to try to get him on. And now you're going to see the, the Republicans trying to get back and get revenge. And you're going to have rep- right-wing prosecutors going after Biden. And it's a mess, man. The whole thing's a fucking mess. Oh, did you hear that, that Chris Christie says only he can defeat uh, uh, Biden or Trump, actually? No, he, yeah, he said only he can oh, defeat. Oh, stop, Chris Did Chris, you hear that? No, I'm not Chris kidding. Christie. Real. Let him, you know, he, the guy should at least put some effort into, like, maybe losing a few tons. Dude, honestly, man, Chris Christie, such a, I, I, I find Chris Christie funny, you know, because he's like, he's so over the top that it just comes <laughs> off comical. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I remember he closed the beaches. This was before COVID. Oh, yeah. Was, but, oh, but he kept it Sandy? open for himself. And then there was a, then he was on the beach in a lounge chair, his fat ass. Yeah, it was him and his family. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. It's, this is what the uh, uh, ruling class do, you know? They, 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 they think there, there's uh, uh, one set of rules for them. And for all the peasants like me, you, and uh, William yeah. over here, they think that uh, there's, you know, they, they can just uh, reign over us like they're dictators. Rules are for thee, not for me, right? Yeah. I mean, that's. that's yeah, we don't live in a democracy. We live very much in a dictatorship where, you right. know, the uh, rich and powerful can do whatever right. they want. And, you know, if we don't pay a speeding ticket after a few months, we can go to jail or whatever. It's called the authoritarian state yeah yeah it's, uh, yeah we agree on that um okay so before i go have you ever seen the uh, uh chris christie imitations on uh G- G- jimmy Dore show no 
I don't think so. Uh, okay, so, so Jimmy Dore has a friend named uh, Mike McRae. I've seen him. He does Chris Christie. Yeah, no, he has oh, done okay. it well because because you know how Chris Christie hasn't really been in the limelight for a few years, right? Right. Right. Yes, but yeah, he used to do them all the time, like when he was a governor, and also, um, like uh, when Chris Christie got COVID and some other like funny moments, you know, and like right. when Chris Christie got embarrassed by Trump in sixteen. So I kind of hope that Chris Christie runs again for president, just so that you just, uh, you just uh, like comedy. You want fun. Yeah, yeah, you, no, you don't because you don't take any of it seriously. Well, <laughs> there's nothing to take seriously, you know. Like, yeah. like, 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 if I saw a I clown I, on the street, like, why would you take it seriously? There's nothing. I to wish take I could be it's as all, it's all pomp and circumstance. I know. I wish I could be as flippant about as you are. No, no. What I take seriously <laughs> is things like poverty, healthcare, how like outrageous housing costs in California. No, like, I personally, like, I, I, I'm actually part of a food bank. Uh, in in my local community where i actually you know try to you know give up because it's actually at a college that i used to go to community college and the community college is actually homeless students so you know so so we try to make sure that you know homeless people actually have like a shower to use and and uh and uh, food you know and and we also uh loan out laptops you know students so So it's a community college of homeless students no 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 no. okay let me let me rephrase it okay so, so it's a community college in san diego yeah, and, and and there's a food bank, and, and some of the students, not all, obviously, some a small percentage of the students are homeless. Unfortunately, there's oh, actually okay. homeless. Oh, okay. okay, college students it. at pretty much like, 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 like at every college in America, which is very right. Sad. Of course, yeah, you know, j- 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 just like how some home how there's homeless students in grade schools too, K through twelve. It's very sad. Right. Um. So I actually care about shit that actually matters, not this pop and circumstance. But uh, do you know who uh, Rob Reiner is? Of course. I'm sure he must have been uh, jizzing his pants today. Of course. Well, not just Rob Reiner, Stephen King also. Yeah, Stephen <laughs> King is another one. <laughs> oh, the uh, horror author? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, he's just as bad as Reiner. Oh, is he okay? No, I, I'm not that familiar with this politics. They're like, they're like a team. They're like a team. They're always tweeting. Dude, they're Rob always... Reiner is like the biggest partisan ever, man. Like, he's like. He's an incredibly a... big douche. He is. No, no and he that. loves Joe Biden. Oh, he just loves anyone with a D next to the name and hates anyone next to our, our next to the name. It isn't more complicated than that for these mush-minded individuals. That's all they. That's all they know. He loves Joe Biden. He loves the the D next to his name. If Joe Biden was a Republican, he'd hate him also. <laughs> Come on. And 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 Rob Reiner is is one of those people like like if you're to the left of him, like I am, because 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 he's against uh universal healthcare. You know, he doesn't think people should have healthcare. Yeah. But so if, if you disagree with him, he loved to shit on you, because 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 he because he's a huge fan of Joe Biden and Hillary Clinton. Oh, he's a so, he's a, a he's a typical Hollywood liberal yeah. elitist scum. Yeah, he's exactly. super elitist, exactly. you know, yeah. and he yeah. thinks that, and he's like all these guys that like you know don't give a shit about poverty. Yeah. But anyway, Mike, do you have anything? Archie you Bunker to say was that? always right about him. He's a meathead. You're a meathead. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, do you, do you have anything carpet. else to say about all this, Mike? What's that? Do you, do you have anything else to say to me about all this? No, but you know, I'll have more to say, but not to you. Yeah. Okay. Good talk. I'll right. see you later. All right, Karthik. Have a good one. All right. Uh, Bill. Bill. You know. I'm thinking, Bill, right? I'm thinking, give him the old razzle-dazzle. Razzle-dazzle. <laughs> you got it, brother. You got it. <laughs> That's what I'm oh, man. Oh. Isn't it true, though? I mean, th- this is a huge distraction because it's really important is, 
you know, the multipolar world, multipolar world that's forming and the BRICS coalitions of, of, of countries. And uh, what's really important is the international health regulation amendments that they're trying to push through. You know, in other words, American politics is a freaking circus. And it's always been a distraction for the elite, for, I call them the elite predators. You know what I mean? And so that, that, uh, that run the world from Davos, you know what I mean? Yeah. Or from, yeah. you know, the banksters and the Bank of International Settlements and wherever the hell that is in Switzerland, you know, so, um, or the central bankers. So, uh, I have you ever seen Michael Rivera, All Wars or Bankers Wars? Do you ever see no. that YouTube? No. Excellent, excellent. Uh, all words are bankers wars, Michael Rivera. Anyway, so I really appreciate what you and Karnak had to say. I thought it was not only entertaining, but it was spot on. And um, as far as how they're going to play this yeah. ticket, um, I think you make good points on all sides. Uh you know, again, it's just part of the three-ring circus. Uh, I, the whole thing is a distraction. Uh, I do believe of all the candidates, Ron DeSantis, uh, because of his positions on COVID and Joseph Latipo, uh would be the one I would prefer to see, uh, you know, heading the Republican ticket. Um, and uh, I think he would demolish – well – you know, th this whole COVID thing is such a huge divide that if you went to a general election with a candidate with a D, whatever their name is, that's, you know, pro Fauci uh, and the, the, the mobsters of, of, of that group uh, versus uh, DeSantis, you would divide the country completely because the people are that right. uh, <clears throat> crazed about you know, I, I like to say, you know, I'm, I'm Christian. I'm not Catholic any longer. I'm Christian. Mm -hmm. But Revelations 18, 23, all the nations will be deceived by pharmakia. Yeah. And there you have it. I mean, the, the Rockefeller medicine, the Flexner report, what we're, we don't have a healthcare system. We have a sick care system full of toxic chemicals and, and our, not only in our medicine, but in our foods and in, and our water. And, you know, it's just all we have to do is step back and look at the controlled demolition of America. You know, it's totally controlled demolition of, from the railways to the, uh, uh, the you know, supply chain uh, system through the food chain system now. You know, what the fuck was happening? Pardon my French. But with all those fires in the food chain system, where, you know what I mean? Remember? What, what, yeah. what did we have? A rash of fires for a couple of months? What the hell was? And then all of a sudden, you don't see those anymore. Now it's wait railroads. A minute, wait a minute. What about change? Coins? Wasn't that a problem for a while? <laughs> they had no, people had no coins. <laughs> what happened to that? What these weird things that come and That's go, right? right? That's what I mean, it's all orchestrated, though. The the, the controllers are. Um, uh, I I always like. I know I I always like to go back to the movie. Uh, uh, we're, uh, Mr. Beale, I'm mad as hell and I'm not going to take it anymore. Network. Yeah. Network. Because the, the scene, the corporation just keeps it, you know, it can't be any more prescient, you know. No. My, not at all. You not know, there all. we have it. And, and, um, 
So uh, what they're doing in the meantime is, the, as Karnik very uh, you know adeptly pointed out, is just to keep the the, the political circus going. Uh, uh, in my own way, that's the best way I can phrase it, and uh, and uh, keep us distracted while they continue to uh, you know outsource our manufacturing and and import uh, uh, undocumented workers to do the service work, including the farming. They're not going to make the system work here in America, the controllers, because they already have their game plan, and the World Economic Forum keeps telling us what it is. You know what I mean? That's not by accident. You know, the, the thing most people aren't aware of what they keep saying because it sounds the great reset and the internet of bodies and the transhumanism sounds so bizarre that it's from some weird sci-fi movie, but that's their agenda. Right. You know, my, well, you I, know, you know. With, this, with this thing with Trump, if I asked most people on the street, what yeah. was Trump indicted for? They would have no idea. They would know. I bet you most people on the street would say, oh, Jan- something with January 6th, something with the election. They wouldn't have no idea that it was supposedly it's it's such a it's such a ridiculous case that eight years ago he paid off a porn star and they're claiming he did it with campaign money when Cohen said he used his own money as an affidavit saying that Cohen used his own money. It's 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 so ridiculous. It's so ridiculous because oh, believe me, believe me, Bill, I ran for office twice. Uh, one once full throttle for Congress, and they are on you. The elections, the FD, they're they're on you for every dollar you spend, mm. and you have to really show everything. Now, do you, don't you believe that if Donald Trump, running for president of the United States, had used campaign funds illegally, they would have gone after him for that? Of course they would have. There's no doubt about it. But they couldn't. They couldn't. The FEC couldn't go because he didn't do anything wrong. Believe me, if they could have found anything that he did that was untoward regarding campaign funds, they would have gone after him, at least given him fines. And they didn't do it because there was nothing there. So what the fuck does Alvin Bragg have to do with this? Nothing. You see, it's just that's why it's so ridiculous. It's so ridiculous to say the 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 crime he committed was using his his campaign funds to pay off a porn star is absolute insanity it's absolute insanity and anyone and look anyone who is a human being with a heart and a mind and a soul has to be able to admit that this is bullshit now look i don't mind if you're a petty person and you're a democrat and you hate trump and you say you know what i know it's bullshit but i like that they're torturing him anyway but at least admit it's bullshit. I don't care if you have this prurient, you know, um, uh, uh, excitement over something bad happening to Donald Trump, who you hate with a passion. But at least admit that legally there's nothing to this. And it's a witch hunt. It's a political well, hit job, you know. Well, let me put it in another perspective, like the 30,000 for view, if I may. Mm-hmm. Donald Trump is not... Uh, like Karnick said, nothing's going to come of this. He's not, he's not, it's all a sideshow, you know? Mm-hmm. So 
uh, it's it's uh, there's no substance to it that that can stick or is going to stick. It's it's all to distract the masses to the right left divide to keep this the, the plates and, and saucers spinning. You know what I mean? The, yes. In the political arena. So that's, I mean, he's not being punished. No matter what anyone thinks, he, he's an actor, period. You know what I mean? And uh, he's, he's pretty good at it. And he's entertaining on some level. And yes. he, on other levels, he's despicable and just yeah. pathetic. You right. know? And uh, uh, so, but as far as the substance of his his real, see, what what I find disturbing, I have some people that I've, consider i could be friends with with the exception of they have their cult followers of donald trump and i can't you know i want to have an honest discussion with someone about steve mnuchin about alex acosta about uh you know pick one of his other cabinet members and policies that they actually put through and let's let's talk about the politics that his cabinet comprised of and and you know from michael bolton to uh, not Bolton. Um, um, What's his name? Uh, the guy with the the stash and the uh, what, did I have the right name? I'm I'm having a moment, a little glitch. Here. Which, what, what name we're looking at? Uh, in in Trump's cabinet, um, you know, he was a war hawk. Um, oh, you mean Bolton? Bolton. Yeah, Bolton. Yeah, I yeah, did yeah. have that right. Yeah, yeah. For a minute, I thought of the cigarettes. Did I just? No, no. Yeah, he's, Bolton. He's, and, he, yeah. and and he's not only a war hawk, but he looks like a maniac. Oh, he does. <laughs> <laughs> He's, he's got his role to play, you know what yeah. I mean? You know, and and uh, and and so unfortunately, these two people I got along with very well on many other issues, from from the jab to many other things. We can't. The whole situation breaks down when we try and talk about Donald Trump because they're they're Trump cultists. They can't. We can't talk about you know the policies that his cabinet put forward because of who they are. Mm-hmm. And that he chose them. That's what he's really about, not the what speech he makes a populist speech. Do you follow? That's just a distraction, just like it was for Obama and Biden. I mean, this is, this is just the uh, elite predator's game. You know what yeah. I mean? You just put a different puppet up there every four years, and they get us flopping back and forth like fish, thinking like we really are going to get some change. And then it only just advances their agenda. It's like over a period of time. You know what right. I mean? Right, right, right. Exactly. So, yeah. yeah. And it's really unfortunate because, like Karnak says, I mean, there's a lot, you, you know, you and Daniel sometimes, I, I, coming from the place you, you come from, and, and I did. We're coming from, like, my father opened his bicycle shop after getting out of the pharmaceutical company. And I, from 10 years old, was sweeping the street, picking up trash out in front of the sidewalk, cleaning the toilets, you know, unpacking the bikes, doing what a 10-year-old could do, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean, and work. And so, for me, when I started in construction, I started as a laborer. You know what I mean? Uh, even though I was 37, had a college degree, I just didn't want to sit in a cubicle and take a grad assistantship option that was given to me. I, I couldn't. So I 
decided I was going to run heavy equipment. That's what I wanted to do. I started as a laborer and I worked my way up into a senior operator in federal Superfund sites, literally, without right. going through a union training program because I was one year or two old to start. I was 37 when I started laboring and the, the cutoff was 36 best of my work. I was just six or eight months beyond the cutoff. So, but the point I'm trying to make is that, that we, it's a different time today. Even what they did to us as senior operators during the housing market crash, where they took yeah. away our per diem, gave us an option. We had to either choose to live, you know, in Northern Cal, even though I had a property in Southern Cal and foot the flying back and forth, or you lose your job. Yep. I mean, the whole thing broke down for everybody. So what I'm trying to say is, even on that level. So now you look at people, like you say, your father had, uh, was it your dad who had a pizzeria, I think you said? My was grandfather it? had Italian restaurants, a couple of them. Yeah. Yeah. And if you think about what he was able to start and, and with the finances and the profit he can make off of, you know, the business and the whole situation was such that we had a middle class that could actually have the American dream. You know what I mean? They could do it just like my dad did it or my grandpa. Mm -hmm. Not my, my father nor my grandpa were upper middle class. You know what I mean? They were middle class, you know, and, but they could do it. And mom could stay home and raise the kids. Those days are history, man. You know what I mean? So you take someone, young fella coming out of college today, loaded with debt, right? He's Mm -hmm. lucky to get a, 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 menial job that he can't support a living wage. You know what I mean? And he's indebted for life to his, his freaking student debt. Absolutely. And, you know, now you take somebody who doesn't have that degree and they're trying to get a job. Uh, the manufacturing base in a lot of places is gone. And so they're looking at a Walmart job. You know what I mean? Or, you know what I mean? Or some shit job where they're, they, they're not even enough hours to where they can get benefits. And then they're given forms and taught how to apply well, for EBT. A big problem, EBT. Bill, especially in a place like California, where I live, is it's impossible to, to start a small business. The regulations are ridiculous. I've seen people here try to start businesses, and they can never actually open the establishment because they get so bogged down in this license and that license and this and that and this regulation, and then the taxes they have to pay. And then, of course, if you're in a place like California, now um, notice has been served that if someone gets a cold, they can close down your establishment for a year if they want to. What? So, you know, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. There is no freedom here. So you're really not free to have the American dream here. There no, is no not. the American dream. I don't know. I think there are still places in this country, maybe middle America, the South, Florida, where it's still alive. <laughs> but here in California, it's dead. There's no, oh, there's no American dream. Between. I can tell you in New England, it's, it's eviscerated uh, for many years, uh, at least in Bridgeport area. Um, uh, and I took you out into my father's business, but, uh, you know, I, I, you go to, uh, you know, steel country, you go to Maine, you go to Vermont. It's, it's always, it's, it's, the American dream is shot in many places. I don't know. Maybe Ron Sanders has a little bit going up for him because of the tourists. Uh, you're always going to have the people who have the old money, the snowbirds, you know, the, the college students who somehow sure. have rich parents to keep that unique economy floating on in certain areas um not all of florida of course is like that but so i i, I 
Well, I would love to give this guy a chance. Okay? Yeah. We've given Why, lesser we people we've given lesser people a chance. We gave Biden yeah. a chance. They gave Bill Clinton a chance. I yeah. the, W a chance. I'd like to give this guy a chance to see if he can yeah. bring the Florida dream or the Florida blueprint to much of the rest of the country. You know, I, I don't I, I don't think we've like I said, we've given a lot lesser people the chance. And I think we should give him the chance. I, I just hope that the Republicans can see that because he has to get through this primary with this guy who has a very uh, strong mental psychological hold on people in Trump. So it's uh, once again, they're out there. Look, I'm, I'm, I'm watching TV now while I'm doing this. There's a Trump. You turn on Fox and there it is. All these Trump supporters with their big Trump flags out Mar-a-Lago out there. I mean, I've never really seen anything like this. I, I've never seen anything like this love-hate thing with a person. I mean, the extreme. Look, like I've said, politicians since the beginning of time, uh, especially if we get into more modern times, you know, maybe 1960s, 70s on, yeah, if you're a Democrat, most Republicans don't like you and vice versa. But not this extreme uh, psychological hatred or extreme emotional love for one person I don't think I've ever seen anything like this, and I don't think I'll ever see anything like it again in my lifetime. I really, I, I just, I really want this guy to go away. I really do. I think he's, it's a, it's, he's a very, um, for, for America's mental and psychological and emotional health, I don't think d- Trump does any good. Well, you know who also, if you ever listen to Justin Politano, even though he says he's been in front of Trump for decades, he basically, in a nutshell, says he doesn't have the character to be president and he should be go back to running his business. That's what I heard Judge Knapp say, um, who I who I do respect. His what opinion. happens to 80-year-olds retiring? They don't do that yeah. anymore? I mean, I could see, I know they're, unfortunately, I know some of them. There are 80-year-olds in this country that don't have the money to retire. Talk about the no American dream, but it's not exactly an American dream to have to work at 83 years old, but come on guys like Biden and and Trump, they're loaded. They could have retired a long time ago. What are they doing? Well, I know it is. It's power, right? Well, again, they're they're all on some level serving the transnational corporations, Mike, really, I, you know, that, that, that are basically, uh, you know, control Washington through the lobbyists, 90% of which are foreign, you know what I mean, on K Street, and and the revolving door, you know, between the Capitol and, and K Street and, and the military-industrial congressional complex. So, it's you know, we know what the system is going to spit out. It's just going to have a different face on it, but ultimately, after the four years, it, it, it I, I would suggest that if uh, whoever is present for the next four years, for Ron DeSantis to have a real impact if he were elected, that I would love to see. However, he'd, be, he'd have to use a bully pulpit in a way that might get him shot like, like Kennedy. Well, you, know, you can't really worry about those things. Secret Service is good. Look, you know what? Think about this, Bill. Since Kennedy, 
animosity in this country, I mean, violence, gun violence in this country, mental health in this violence has all gone to shit. And yet, since, well, since Reagan, right, since Reagan, Reagan was shot, obviously yeah. since JFK, no president's been assassinated. And uh, since Reagan, um, no president has been, has been, there's been, there's even been a successful attempt because the Secret Service has gotten so much better. I mean, they have, they really have. You know, uh, so, you know, think about how much hatred that uh, Obama got. Um, Obama got a lot of hatred. There are Secret Service agents that said he got the most death threats of any president ever, you know, because, you know, there are a lot of racists in this country, you know, so um, there is some white supremacy and he got a lot of hate stuff, hate, hate mail, so on and so forth, threats that didn't pan out. But I think I think the Secret Service has gotten much better. I think that's a big reason why these these people can breathe easier now. You know, look at let's take a look at uh, just for a second. I don't want to go down a rabbit hole here, but look at the Kennedy assassination and the Reagan attempt. What the fuck? <laughs> I mean, the Kennedy one is ridiculous, right? An open car, right? Going over took. I mean, this is why there are so many theories about that, right? I mean, that how can the Secret Service allow that? Right. Open, open car going around in a circle with buildings, tall buildings right around that that were not secure. I mean, come on. And the Reagan one was almost just as ridiculous. He comes out of a hotel in D.C. and the guy can go right up to him. I mean, it's insane. But since then, uh, it seems like it's gotten a lot tighter, a lot better. But I've never understood either of those, the Kennedy one or Reagan, which was friggin the 80s that they would allow someone to get so close to the president of the United States with a gun, you know? Well, I, I'm going to propose that the CIA was involved, certainly in the Kennedy assassination. Well, no, we and, know we know all those theories for sure. We know yeah. all those theories for sure. And then, uh, and I think that's kind of explains it, my opinion anyway, which, you know, all we can do is, from our own opinions based on what information we can garner. And uh, as far as the Reagan one, I honestly didn't follow it closely. I, I knew it happened, so I can't comment much on that. But I, my concern would be Ron DeSantis not being plucked off by some crazy lone gunman, but that, uh, again, he would have to he, he if if he took on the country the way he took on the COVID issues in Florida, and Big Pharma would be his arch enemy along with uh, the the whole mechanism behind it. Uh, I, you know, I it, I don't think it'd be a, a, some lone crazy gunman. I think it would be an assassination. You know but what I mean? Look, look, I I I don't even like talking about this stuff. It makes me a little uncomfortable. But but, okay. but, but I I will say that. Anyone that goes into this business nowadays knows what the dangers are, right? Yeah. I mean, you don't you don't get into it, you you know you know you know. But I think a lot of these guys now, a lot of these people, they're very secure with how good the Secret Service has been, and that That's it's been true. over four decades now, and nothing's happened, you know. Yeah. Uh, especially, like I say, and over those last four decades, gun violence has gone up, right? Mental health has gone to shit. We've seen mm. so all these all these mass shootings we didn't see before 1980, and yet. When it comes to the president of the United States, they're very, they seem to be very well protected, you know, which is good because logically you would think things would have gotten worse in that regard. 
over the last 40 years. We're all the nut jobs that we have running around now, but things have gotten a lot better. So I, I just think their techniques have improved, just like we're seeing with these schools now where the techniques are getting better, right? We saw the response in, uh, in Nashville much better than the Uvalde <laughs> response. And now we're seeing more schools being more fortified. And I think, I think we're really going to get somewhere on that. I think you'll see schools being even more fortified with security guards. Uh, and, I, and I think that the police are getting better trained for this stuff now. So I think that also is what happened with the Secret Service, you know, that, that they've just gotten better. But look, when you go into this business, you know the dangers. You know you're a target. There are a lot of crazy yeah, people out there. You know. I'd like to ask you a little bit about your own uh, experience running for office and uh, what, on, on, at the level you were running, was there any security provider? Did you have concerns for your family? I mean, how did you manage that? Oh, well, running for Congress, you don't get secret service. I mean, it's just no, a, you're, running, you're just running for Congress. You're regular schlub running for Congress. But I did many, you know, I never... I was too low level to care about it. No one cared about me, you know, but I, I did many speeches and rallies and uh, went to many public events and I never even thought about it. Really. I don't think you can when you're doing something like that, because you can't function, right? <laughs> if you're constantly afraid, right. you can't function because part of the job of running for office, also being a politician is going out there in public, right? And giving right. speeches and talking and meeting people and shaking hands and being in crowds and, so, look, let's put it this way. The senators and especially the president have it the best because they have all that security. Below right. that level, you get nothing, you know. That's so, true. you know, it's, uh, you know, but, but it's, so, it's so funny as we talk about this. This is kind of frightening. Uh, the Secret Service is trending on Twitter, but it has to do with um, Trump being arrested or fingerprinted. And they say there's no way that Trump's going to be arrested or fingerprinted. Both can jeopardize national security. This is an absolute shit show, one former agent said. So I don't think there's going to be any kind of a perp walk or anything where he's in any danger. So that's that's that. Oh, oh, I think I think I think Trump wants it, though. Trump wants to make a show out of it. Oh, yeah. I think Trump wanted to bring his own camera crews and film the whole thing like a reality show. I'm sure he did. No, I think Trump wants the walk. He wants to be fingerprinted. He wants he wants to do the mugshot. I think he wants to do right. everything right. because he wants it to be a production, you know. So, but I don't yeah. think they're gonna. I don't think the Secret Service is comfortable with any of that. So it looks like it looks like that's not going to happen. I don't think. You know. So how did you, um, you know. I know you got other things you want to move on to, but how how did your political career? Did you did you have some success, or did you feel that uh, there's was any support uh, for the what you were trying to do? And if not, uh, how was it undermined? Do you know what I mean? Just give me a thumbnail version, or maybe another night if you don't want to talk about it tonight. You, know? you mean how the whole process? Yeah, I, I had no idea that you ran for Congress, and you know what your experience was with that. I knew you were with WABC. At, well, I ran for I, Congress uh, in Arizona because I had moved to Arizona, and uh -huh. so I ran for Congress in Arizona uh, in two thousand six. In two thousand six, uh -huh. um, and so yeah, I, I I got in like in the summer of 05, 
like August, September of 05. And I ran for about a year, a little over a year. I lost in the, the primary was in September of 06. And I lost in the uh, primary, but I was running against the, the, the Republican incumbent for congressional district one in Arizona was a guy named Rick Renzi, who, if you know that name, ended up being like, uh, uh, charged, uh, not even indicted, convicted on like several felony counts of uh, money laundering and such. <laughs> and he had always been very corrupt. Um, but it wasn't until about six months after he won re-election in 2006 that they got him. And he spent two years in jail. And so my whole campaign, a lot of it was about getting rid of the corrupt Rick Renzi. But of course, so many people, it was a very mixed, it was like a it was like a mixed to Republican district. It was, it was, it was a let's say it was a mixed district. It wasn't, it wasn't strong Democrat or strong Republican, but it was much of rural Arizona, some Republican pockets and some Democrat pockets, but it was very hard to convince people. They thought I was just being political, calling him corrupt. They didn't believe me. And then six months after he's reelected to jail, you know, so, so it's, it's, it's it's a tough thing when you're trying to convince American voters of the truth, it really is, especially with incumbents. That's why incumbents win so often, like 95% of the time, because people just get used to the person and the incumbent has so much money and so much backing from their party and so much political clout and so many friends in high places that it's tough to beat them, you know? So he was able to spend enough money to get past all the, noise from people like me about his uh, uh, corruption and he won but it was it was a very it was a tough it was I, look I'm glad I went through it I'm glad I had that experience not many people can say they had that experience but right. it was really difficult because I ran into a lot of what Bernie Sanders ran into which is that you're an outsider in the in the Democratic Party and they don't want you they have their selected people they want and right. that's the kind of thing I ran into. You know, I, I was running this campaign and they they the Democratic Party wanted it was like a friend. It was like a, a low level friend of Hillary Clinton's that they wanted to be the nominee. And she had like uh, a million of her own dollars that she put up front to get in. And uh-huh. so she had millions of dollars and the rest of us had nothing. And so she was able to win the primary pretty easily. But of course, Renzi beat her. You know, so so th- it, it was a good experience running for office, but it was bad because I ran into a lot of the same big party politics that Bernie Sanders right. ran into, which is that if you're not the picked person, they don't want you. If, you, if right. you're not the anointed one, they don't want you. Right. Yeah. You know, so this is this is what both parties have to deal with. It's very tough to be an outsider, yeah. not have political friends and a lot of money and win. It's almost impossible. And, and then look, and then look, when one wins, like AOC, she's a total asshole. <laughs> so it's, you know, it's, it's a tough, tough situation. Let me ask you then, do you, do you think the, the greater Republican Party wants Ron DeSantis as the candidate? I mean, can you assess that? Do you think that's what they really want and will provide for the American uh, voter public? Ultimately? Does who want, say that again? Who want well, you talk about you, you talk about the establishment and how difficult it is if you're coming and trying to uh, uh, upset that apple cart because they have their candidate. You know well, what I mean? This is they, what. Well, this is what 
Trump and Trump supporters are trying to pigeonhole Ron DeSantis as that he's the establishment Republican, you know, a, a candidate, right? He's their guy, uh-huh. right? Okay. He's the one. He's the anointed one. And, and this is all bullshit. Trump is not an outsider. There's nothing outsider oh, right. about Trump. Like you said, John yeah. Bolton. He picks right. John fucking Bolton. He has 18 generals that he picks. He is now hiring like a, uh, a top Jeb Bush person right. to run his campaign. There's no outsider about Donald Trump. It's total phony. There's nothing outsider about this guy who is this big corporate fucking hound with six right. bankruptcies, multimillionaire or billionaire. There's nothing outsider about that. His supporters are so stupid for buying into that, you know? Yeah, I've had some conflict in my calling rooms that I, I basically ran out all where, you know, all his supporters. And then because for other reasons, um, because I'm, I'm, I'm about police reform, but I commend good cops all the time who, like I told you, in my four arrests, there were always good cops who were willing to testify on my behalf. And so they wouldn't let me go down. You know what I mean? Let me One, tell you, yeah. I have a, I don't want this. I don't want this to be Mike Atropoli's uh, personal history day, but <laughs> but uh, I have an experience like that where someone in my family was uh, accused of something they didn't do, and mm-hmm. the police in New York was so good, they actually came to him and said, "We know this is bullshit." You know, right. mo- most cops, especially the ones in like big cities like New York and detectives, they know their shit. They know their oh, shit. They mm-hmm. You know, and they're not out to get innocent people. They're out to do their job. And uh, right, and they believe in justice, and so the overwhelming majority of cops are good cops who mm-hmm. want to do the right thing and want to see the right people go to jail, not the wrong people, you know, go to jail. So, yeah, there's always a few bad apples, and they get all the publicity. That's the thing. Well, th- here's my experience: is is exactly what you said, and I I had. Uh, Trooper believes they write a five page report. It's a full cybercrime investigation. No criminal activity by me. Didn't stop our corrupt prosecutor from bearing that prosecution, uh, bearing that exculpatory evidence for two prosecutions. That's how, because of course I was up against the Catholic Church. I was up against the probate courts. I, you know, the, 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 I was trying to take on the world, but that's just because my, my circumstances, either I was going to fight them or, or, or out to them. You know what I mean? They didn't seek it out. It just came into my life. So I had to fight it. But the point I'm trying to make is I, there's a lot of good cops who I've met who's, who've encouraged me and told me, don't even, don't ever let anyone stop you what you're doing. And I really appreciate those guys. They're the guys who I played football with in college. Right. You know what I mean? Who became sergeants and who became FBI agents and who, you know, who those ball players that became cops were always the 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 cleanest hardest playing players it wasn't the the that was my experience i mean the day, one of the guys i played ball with dave neal became a state trooper and then an fbi agent and he was the nicest guy you'd meet in your life tough as nails clean hard player would never just we never play dirty because it wasn't his consciousness and and you knew he wouldn't be dirty as a cop because mm-hmm. That's who he is. Right. Another guy, Matt Sakowski, became a state trooper. He was another great. I'm talking like the guys who were, who I admired the most, who were my teammates, were the ones who became the cops. So, so let, let's yeah. let's think about that for a second. You have to you have to believe that many people, maybe the majority in law enforcement, know 
this is all bullshit. What's happening to Trump? Right. Absolutely. They, they, under, they understand that, you know, they get it. They get it. And I'm sure some of them have reached out to him and have told him that they get it, you know, and it's just a matter of it playing out. But uh, it, you, you know, real, real cops and detectives who are knowledgeable and have been through it. They understand, you know, what it reminds me of like, do you, remember, do you watch law and order? Yeah. Uh-huh. Remember the Jerry Orbach character in law and order where he was the seasoned cop who had seen everything as a seasoned detective who had seen everything. And he knows when someone's telling the truth, he knows when someone's, you know, throwing bullshit at him. And most of these cops are like that. They understand it. They know, you know, so it's just a matter of this political, like you say, this political circus for it to play out. Right. Yeah. And unfortunately what happens is see, here's the problem. And I know there's, uh, I don't know if she's still with us, but Asia, I think she might have left, but anyway, um, no, my, my still here, still here. Okay. What I want to say is that my personal experience is that most of the cops I got to know through the four legal prosecutions turned out to be really good guys. But the, the bottom line is the politics from the state attorney's off and their state attorney's office and therefore from the highest levels from captain to chief is kind of like locked step. You follow me? So mm-hmm. if you're in a place like Connecticut, if you're fighting the Catholic church, you may have a lot of good cops who are lieutenants and sergeants who are thanking you and encouraging you, but they're not the ones making the decisions. I know. You follow me? Right. This is what people kind of get. The reason I bring this up is that it's confusing. And then you, and, and then you, a lot of people see cops as just the, oh, they're just the establishment. The establishment's corrupt. The establishment, is, and it is corrupt. So the cops there to for their agents and, and you got a lot of cop haters basically in calling. I'll right. tell you straight up. No, and, I know. And I'm trying to explain to them, listen, it's not like that. There's a lot of cops who don't like to see the establishment corruption, who don't want that to go down. Well, then they're like, well, then if they're not somehow fighting it, they're they're going along with it. And so therefore they're uh, aiding and abetting it. I'm saying no. You get a culture that happens in a police department and in a city and a town. Did these people and, never watch, like, um, what do you call it, uh, Prince of the City or Serpico? You know, right, it's, exactly. it's very difficult to buck that system because you know yeah. why? Because you're dealing with these people. To, you need these people to have your back. And like right. in, in Serpico, if you if you don't play the game, if you come out too publicly against them, you might get a bullet in your back. Right. And, exactly. oh, oh, you know what? What can we do? What can we do? It happened. It happened in the fog of war. It happened in the fog yeah. of war. You know. Absolutely. Well, I, <laughs> I will tell you. You know, like there, there was a police department in Orange. Solid bunch of guys. Um, Troop H was the same way. They were all like Miss Troop H was like Mr. Bonatati. We'd never Trooper Belize, <laughs> uh, Sergeant Dexter in Orange. Mr. Bonatati, you've done everything right. We, we, he says, we're professional. We've never arrested. He knew about my priors and I, when there were complaints that were coming in from someone who's trying to set me up, he saw right through it, Sergeant Dexter, and they wouldn't arrest me in orange. You know what I mean? I had four arrests in a row. I was targeted. 
for a while because I was fighting the Catholic Church. I was suing attorneys. I was fighting the probate corrupt court system, the hotel credit card banking industry. And so that's why many people, the many people, Bill, believe. And I think that they have a point when they say that Trump bucked the political system. All right. And he did a lot of that. I I don't buy the shit that he's an outsider or anything like that. But that he did buck the system, right? That he did, he didn't kiss the right rings, right? That he spit in the face of too many important people. And that is why they have this vendetta against him. The establishment on both sides are saying, this is, he's not one of us. He hasn't gone through the process. He hasn't, you know, he hasn't, like I said, he never, he never kissed the ring of Cheney and asked them for permission to run and all that stuff that, you know, a guy like Trump would never do that other politicians do. Um, and that's why they don't like him. Right. And they wanted both sides have a lot of people who want to take him down. So you can understand that kind of persecution. Right. There's this yeah, kind of persecution where he's rocking the political establishment boat okay, and they don't like the boat rocked at all. I hear what you're saying. I understand, you know, the the parallel you're making, right? The only thing, the big difference is Trump, here's my basic opinion. He's been a white collar criminal his whole life. Bankruptcies, those aren't illegal. Yeah, just say, you know, you know, just but, no, you know, look, 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 there's the, some people have the theory that everyone with that kind of money has done some things, right? <laughs> They've done a few things here and there that are that that might not be perfectly legal, you know, but uh, he wouldn't be unique in that regard, you know. But I don't once again, though, as far as the politics go. But once again, these people didn't care about that stuff before he got into politics. They were all his friends. Did Hillary Clinton and Bill Clinton turn their back to him because he was a white collar criminal? No. But as long when he was a when he was a civilian. It was fine. But once he got into their arena, wait a minute. And even worse, he ran against the great Hillary Clinton. That was the end for him. Right. Then they were no longer his friends. I mean, we could we could we could assess it from that perspective. And then we could also maybe say it's all part of, you know, uh, the razzle dazzle. You know what I mean? It's like how much of it is. I don't know. I don't you know how much it's well, there just there's also a theory that the Clintons, the Clinton machine, mm-hmm. um, made it. They wanted him to be the nominee in 2016 because they thought he'd be so easily beatable. Right. And they made a mistake. They made a mistake that they, they actually propped him up during the primary. They propped him up because they thought he'd be the easiest to beat out of that field of, of people running. And it didn't work out. So it came back to bite them. Right. So that's more of a hatred that was, you know, that they have towards him is that he beat them and they, they, they didn't expect that. <laughs> they didn't. I, 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 maybe, 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 maybe. I don't know. I, 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 I wonder. I maybe I've just gotten to the point where it's so twisted around. I wonder how much of it was all part of this, the three ring circus and, and that, uh, you know, I don't know. I, I, I want to 
what I'd like to do is I just want to address a comment I see. Yes, uh, by Asia. Yes, listen, I'm not saying all Connecticut police departments were on the up and up. I got arrested four times, you know, by four different police departments, Asia. What I'm saying is there were other police departments. I could have been arrested seven times if it wasn't for three other departments yeah. that had some integrity. I'm no shit. I mean, I'm not kidding. You know, so, so I went to, a whirlwind for a little while and uh and and uh, and and we had the task force on corruption deidre daly uh at the doj that unfortunately trump eviscerated that he he fired her and uh and it was downhill from there um uh, along with him and the doj shutting down the investigation of catholic church in december 2020 before he left um and so you know uh uh, on the other hand, we haven't seen Kamala Harris or Biden do any anything yeah, redeeming. I, I don't think it's look. There's nothing. It's not logical to say that most cops, whether they're regular beat cops or detectives, get up every day saying, "Oh, who, what innocent person can we put in jail today?" I mean, right. come on. It's just it's not the way that goes. Most people go into. First of all, you don't go into that job to make money because most cops don't make money. I mean, I think you have to be crazy to be a cop making thirty, forty, fifty thousand dollars a year in a place like New York or San Francisco is so dangerous. Right. But um, most people go into it because they want to. They believe in like justice. They want to take down criminals. They want to make the streets safer for like their families too, right? Because their families have to walk the streets, you know. So and it's a very dangerous job. It's 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 the most dangerous job in in the country in the world, um, and. Uh, it's it's just there's nothing logical to say that people don't wake up in the morning. Oh, who can I? Who? What innocent? What innocent Joe can I can I throw in jail today? It's just not the way it goes. Or, or no, what, what, innocent, per, or what, like, what innocent person can I beat the shit out of today? That's not the way. It goes. No, no, no. no there are bad eggs in every basket. But I think what happens is this. Here's what I think that happens for the masses: is that ultimately, the ultimately the police are there for the establishment ultimately because yeah. you don't see the white collar banksters going to jail you're not going to see the corrupt attorneys who have power going to jail you're not or judges and so right. what happens then is you get the masses who are riling against the establishment predators right and that can create the uh, uh protests and then the cops are in the position of unfortunately acting like the muscle for the establishment that's corrupt. I get it. But, you know, but most cops, when you talk about police, I'm always thinking about the guys in uniform. They don't deal with white-collar criminals, really. You know, so they deal with a low-level criminals right. on the streets. You know, I understand what you're saying. You're talking about the justice system in general, right? But right. I think the average cop, the average beat cop is not – you know, it, they go into it for the right reasons. Now, there could be things that happen during the process where they get a little corrupt, some of them, or or they get to the point where they're just dismayed because they see that they're arresting people and those people they arrest are on the street the next day. How, how would you feel if you were a cop and you put energy, real energy and danger into catching a violent criminal? Right. And then you see three days later, not only are they back on the street, they commit another crime. You think what you would I would think to myself, why am I wasting my time? What am I doing? So you're getting DAs, these liberal Soros backed DAs who aren't backing up the street cops. 
who are doing their job, the detectives as well, who are doing their jobs properly and arresting criminals, putting real blood, sweat, and tears into arresting people, their lives on the line. And then the next day you see they're back out again. The guy I arrested is back out and he committed. I see, I see it on the cover of the fucking paper. After a while, I would want, I'd want to, I'd want to either quit or I say, fuck this job. I'm just going to cruise through now. Right. Why bother? I think the other thing that's happening is I think it's all true. Unfortunately, all of it, everything we're discussing is an objective assessment of everything that's happening. There may be a lot more, but I think it's all true. And unfortunately, then you then have some police departments developing their own gangs to try and get some street uh, uh, justice on some level. That happens, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, because they see the system as so broken. Mm -hmm. Uh, And, and, you know, it's, it's, boy, it's, it's, it's a crazy world, Mike. You know what I mean? I don't know what else to say. And Bill, Bill, I'm gonna let you go. I want to cover a yeah, couple of other things, but thanks. Very it was good, good talking to you today. Good conversation. Yes, good conversation. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Very good conversation. Thanks, Bill. Um, and thanks, May. 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 Is it May? M E I. Is that what it says? Yeah. For uh, joining in there in the in the uh, in the chat. But look, I think. Let me just read this response from Ron DeSantis. All right. This really shows what a, what a good, decent guy this is. The weaponization of a legal system to advance a political agenda turns the rule of law on his head. It's un-American. The Soros-backed Manhattan DA has consistently bent the law to downgrade felonies and to excuse criminal misconduct. Yet now he's stretching the law to target a political opponent. Florida will not assist in an extradition request given the questionable circumstances at issue with this Soros-backed Manhattan prosecutor and his political agenda, which I think is a perfect response, is an honest response. He probably won't have to do this. I think Trump is just going to fly to New York and give himself up. But still, this is the right thing to do. Now, remember, he's doing the right thing, even though Trump has become his political enemy. And Trump hasn't mentioned him by his proper name in months. He calls him Ron DeSantis. DeSantis sorry, he calls him Ron DeSanctimonious. Little little Ronnie, you know, he's calling him all these fucking names. Doesn't even have the respect to call the governor of Florida by his actual name. And yet DeSantis is doing the right thing and not doing the wrong thing because he's political enemy and doing a political hit job the way the Democrats are doing. That's the kind of person Ron DeSantis is. This proves it. Like I said, if people ask me the simplest explanation I can give them for supporting a DeSantis over a Biden or a Trump is that they are liars and he's honest. And I believe that to be true. I believe that to be true. And just this, I, I, I don't think I would have done this. I think I would have said, fuck you, man. You've been calling me these ridiculous names, lying about me for the last three months. And now you want me to back you up? Why should I do that? But he's doing it because he's doing the right thing. And that is. That is who should be president of the United States. Uh, I, uh, May, you, you made a comment about a few minutes ago saying AOC is establishment. Yes, but it didn't have to be that way. She has turned into, she's just dumb. She's not very smart to begin with. So regardless if she's establishment and outside, who cares? She's an idiot. 
But yes, she's become establishment very quickly. Um, at some point, Pelosi came to her and said, you play ball or, or I'll make sure you're destroyed. And, and AOC got frightened and decided to play ball. But it didn't have to be that way, because remember, Pelosi did not want her to beat Crowley. Crowley was like, he probably would have been the speaker now, not, not Hakeem Jeffries. Crowley was in line to be Speaker of the House, to be the, this, the majority leader for the Democrats, regardless, Speaker or not. And I think that uh, she certainly didn't like AOC at the beginning. But at some point, there was a talk. You know, Aunt Nancy gave her the talk. And she is now in line. But it didn't have to be that way. She could have been a rebel. She could have been an outsider. She could have been the person who ran for that seat. But she uh, changed. And the more you get to know her, the more you realize what an idiot she is. So that I don't think it really matters if AOC is establishment or not. She's a moron. So there's that. Um, You know, and I could talk I could talk all night, obviously, about this. And we'll talk more about this uh, on tomorrow night's show, but it's it, it's just it's just incredible that this has happened. And I know Karthik was talking and saying, "Oh no, it's a." And we talked with Bill. It's a sideshow. It's a circus, razzle dazzle. But it's never happened till now. It's never happened in the history of this country until the year twenty twenty three, where. A former president and a current at the same time political leading the leading political candidate in his party for president again is indicted. And once again, look, if this guy had committed a real felony, if this guy was responsible for some real uh, misdoing, whether it could, whether it's a white collar or a blue collar, I'd say, fuck him, indict him and throw him in jail. No one's above the law. I want to make that clear. No one's above the law. But. They had you, you can't have these political hit jobs in this country because then there's no end. The other side is going to want to get their revenge. And then it goes back to the other side and then back and forth and back and forth. And any president, every president from here on in is a target for this for this third world country, banana republic garbage. Uh, Matt Taibbi said gallows humor aside, this indictment is a disaster. Obviously, I'm in shock. They actually went forward with this. And this is a guy who's basically a Democrat and certainly no Trump supporter. You're seeing a guy like, what's his name? Cernovich, no Trump supporter coming out and saying this is this is frightening. You know, uh, on, on, on a funny note, Jim Cramer, the prognosticator of Wall Street, the who I call the, the Tony Fauci of, of, of uh, financial advisors, showed how idiotic he is. <laughs> you know, but during this whole uh, thing, but there are other people too. You know, there there are people though who have said the right thing and done the right things, and I'm seeing many Ron DeSantis supporters are doing what Trump supporters would never do, which is saying, even though we don't want the guy to be president, this is wrong, and everyone needs to do that. Put everything aside. All politics aside, because freedom, democracy, the American way, any other slogan I can come up with that some people would think, uh, you know, is maudlin or corny is true, matters. And this is frightening. It's a very dangerous precedent. And I don't know, you know, I, I, I don't I don't get the idea of sitting back and eating popcorn and enjoying it because let's put it this way. 
if if a Donald Trump can be targeted, then you can be targeted, then I can be targeted. Understand that? Think about that. If the if the former president of the United States and a guy who is running again with all of his clout and cachet and his money, and this could happen to him, it could easily happen to anybody, to you or I. So we have to be fair about this. And we have to understand how dangerous of a precedent that was just set yesterday. Very, very dangerous. I don't think it's funny. I don't think it's comical. I don't think it's just something we can call theater. Because what it will lead to from here on, that's that's, that slippery slope that people talk about, you know. And so it's very dangerous. It's very dangerous. But of course, Donald Trump is going to play it up. He's going to play it up. So, uh, you know, but I think maybe even Donald Trump himself doesn't understand the danger this, this precedent sets. Because he's, of course, playing at the theater also, you know. And, uh, of course, he put out a statement that said uh, basically the same thing. It's just trying to garner sympathy uh, for, for 2024. Um, many people think this makes him a martyr, a political martyr, which is, is very possible. It's very possible. But I don't think it helps the country because I think he's general election poison. I think he has no chance of winning a general election. I don't think he had a chance before this, but especially now. And uh, all it would mean, basically, all it would mean, basically, is that uh, Joe Biden gets another four years. Joe Biden gets another four years. Forget about the, the deeper politics, the, the third world country, banana republic precedent it sets, and, and the destruction of democracy and all that. But just the fact that this gives Joe Biden a better shot of serving another four years, another six years then, really, is... is I don't know. I, I don't know what's going to happen to this country if Joe Biden is given another term or, or like I said, God forbid, the hair gel king of, of California wins. You know, uh, it's none of this. This doesn't lead to anything good. Doesn't lead, the only thing I can hope for, as I've said, is that Republican voters, primary voters wake up and realize this guy is general election poison. Okay, it doesn't matter how much you love him. It doesn't matter how much revenge you want. If you don't win in November of next year, it's pointless. Winning a primary is not revenge. Who's that revenge on? No one. You have to win the general election. If Trump loses a general election, which he will, which he would, how does that help the cause of vengeance if Democrats defeat him again? If he loses the popular vote for the third time. So I think I I want people to try to break through their Trump derangement syndrome. I want the ones on the left to be able to admit this prosecution is bullshit. And I want the ones on the right to realize that Ron DeSantis has a much better chance of winning in a general election than Donald Trump. So I think. What I'm going to try to do, what we should all try to do from here on out, is try to get those people to understand this. Whatever we can, 
whatever we can, whether, whether it's polls, whether it's ideas, whether it's articles that are written, whether it's anything, whether it's our favorite uh, talking heads talking about this. And we need to try to convince these people that it's just time to put Trump aside and get your revenge through Ron DeSantis. The guy is still a Republican. Okay, Democrats will hate him, not as much as Trump, because no one will be hated as much as Trump, but they'll still hate him. They'll still hate him. And you can get your revenge in November of next year through Ron DeSantis, who can actually beat Joe Biden or Gavin Newsom or anyone who runs on the Democratic side. So that's it. Just get your revenge through a different person. Okay. And really understand that Donald Trump likes Ron DeSantis. This is all bullshit now where he doesn't like him. Believe me, as, Ron, as, as Donald Trump said himself, if DeSantis decided not to run, he'd love him again because he always did. He moved to Florida while the guy was governor because he knows how great Florida was, especially compared to New York. So they, they agree on a lot of issues. They agree on the Ukraine situation. <clears throat> They might be the only two running in the Republican primary who agree on that. You know, they agree on a lot of stuff, on a lot of stuff, on the on de- deregulation, on the fact like these three letter, you know, government agencies like the, the, the CDC and the NIH and the CIA and the FBI and the IRS. There are problems with all of them. They need reform. So they agree on a lot of stuff. So I, I really implore. I really I'm begging. I'm begging. Trump supporters to get your revenge. Absolutely. But through Ron DeSantis, simply because he has a much better, much better chance of beating a Democrat than Donald Trump does. And that's what's most important. But they, you have to get past the cult, man. You got to get past the cult of one person. It's not about one person. It's not. It's about all of us. Right. It, it's about the country. It's about the country. And it might take a while. It might take a while for us to accomplish this and to really deprogram them. But hopefully over the next year, we'll be able to do that. Hopefully Ron DeSantis, once he gets his campaign going, and I really hope he gets it going sooner rather than later, especially now. I mean, I I think we should have a, a legitimate candidate who's not indicted. I don't think I don't think I'm asking for too much to have a legitimate candidate. He's not indicted. So maybe he should announce soon um, and uh, and maybe change people's minds as, as the campaign rolls on and the debates happen. That's my hope and my dream. I, that, that's my hope and my dream. But if, if we want a victory in November of next year, our best shot is going to be Ron DeSantis. There are never any guarantees in such a divided country. But he has a much better shot. Let's put it this way. I believe he'll win. But he can win. Donald Trump can't win. Just can't. No, not the way the electoral college map is drawn now and the way Georgia is becoming more blue and Arizona is much more blue. And those states that were uh, staunchly on the Republican side and now swing states and independents are going to make the difference. A couple of points. A couple of points each way by independents in, in the Michigans, in the Wisconsin's, in the, in, the, in the Pennsylvania's, in the Georgia's and the Arizona's are going to make a difference. And there is no way Trump can get those people now. They can't. He can't get them. And Ron DeSantis, as he proved in Florida, 
as he just proved this past November, he can get them. He got them. He got Democrats. He got independents. He got Republicans. He got Democrats. He got liberals. He got progressives. He got everybody. He got Latinos and blacks. I wouldn't be surprised if uh, some LGBTQ people vote for him. He got a lot of people to win by a million and a half votes in that formerly swing state. So we got to get the word out. We got to get the word out that Trump is general election poison. And why take a chance? Once again, it reminds me of that scene in uh, Casino towards the end where they're going around the table. You know, all the mo- all the old mafia guys on oxygen, they're in court, but they're <laughs> they're taking a break. And they're talking about people who might rat on them and have, you know, eliminate them. And uh, there's the Alan King character. He's a Jewish guy who works for them. And they go around the table and all the mafia guys say, yeah, he's a stand up guy. We can trust him. And then they get to the lead, the head mafia guy. He says, thinks about it for a second. He goes, "Uh, why take a chance? And of course, the next scene is Alan King getting whacked. Well, I, I'm sorry to use a mafia analogy here, but why take a chance with Donald Trump? You don't have to. You don't have to, right? If he's out of the picture, uh, if you vote for Ron DeSantis and said, forget about Trump quitting, he's not going to quit. He's, there's no way he's going to pull out of this. So you have to vote against him, right? So you just have a better shot with Ron DeSantis. Trump is just too much of a of a a wild card, you know, and you never know the next shoe that's going to drop with this guy, you know. So why take a chance? I, I know you like him. I know you want revenge, but you can simply get that revenge through Ron DeSantis. I might be preaching to the choir here, but I want the choir to get the word out because February of next year and the beginning of these primaries is going to come very quickly. Look at this now. Now we're, we're down to what now? 10 months, 10 months until the voting starts. So we really have to get the word out here. And of course, the first move is DeSantis. He's got to, uh, he's got to make it official at some point. I don't expect him to do it right away now because then it'll look like he's dancing on Trump's grave or something. So he's not going to do it right now, but within the next month or so, I hope he, uh, he, he, he announces that he's running, you know. Um, okay. I don't know if there are any other calls. Do I want to, well, well, we'll have more to talk about tomorrow night. We have another show tomorrow night. Remember, we'll be talking about this, whatever's on your mind. I'll have a couple of film reviews for our Friday night show. But we should probably let this settle a little bit, see what happens over the next 24 hours. And uh, there'll be plenty more to talk about regarding this. From what I understand, the only update I have is that on Tuesday uh, is going to be the arraignment. So the, they, the prevailing thought is that Trump is just going to voluntarily fly to New York and, and do the uh, uh, go through it on Tuesday, go through. And then we'll know what the exact charges are. We don't even know what the exact charges are. We won't until it's unsealed, the indictment's unsealed at the arraignment on Tuesday. Uh, but once again, it, it has to do with some ridiculous thing with paying off a porn star. It's ridiculous. Oh, my God. Hey, how many years did Bill Clinton spend in jail? When, when was Bill Clinton indicted? I don't I don't really recall. I don't recall. I don't recall. Maybe someone can remind me of that. <clears throat> All right. OK, I want to remind people that uh, 
that the name of this show is And Let's Be Heard, and it airs weeknights. Weeknights, 11 p.m. 11 p.m. Pacific, 2 a.m. Eastern Time, okay? Which means I'll be back with you tomorrow night for a big Friday night show, okay? But until then, this is Mike Cachopoli reminding you that your influence counts. Use it.